0: Today on the Basketball Manitoba podcast, we have Mike Ruta. He is considered the father of the WNBA as he has led in the formation of the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association and became the league's first president. His vision was to provide a structured basketball league for Winnipeg area youth outside the school system and open for all to participate. The league kicked off its first season in 1997 with 40 teams and 12 community centers. The Spring League of 2008 saw a record high of 310 teams. Adding to this legacy, the WNBA Foundation has built six outdoor basketball courts, have awarded scholarships to graduating players yearly, and provide subsidies for players and community clubs in need. Mike was named Sport Manitoba Volunteer of the Year in 1997 and inducted into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame in the Builder category in 2011. In 2017, he received the Governor General Meritorious Service Medal in recognition for his service to the community. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Well,
1: thanks very much, Theresee.
0: So Mike, it's been 25 years of the WNBA this year, and I'm grateful to say that out of those 25, I served six of them as the WNBA executive director. So now those six years taught me so much and it helped me propel my career. And I have so many great memories. So I guess I owe you a thanks because if you didn't have that vision all those years ago, I wouldn't be sitting here and I wouldn't be able to say that. So I guess the first question I have is, how does it hear? How does it feel to hear me say that and realize that there are probably thousands of other people out there that you've never met, but you've affected through that vision starting the league 25 years ago.
1: You know, Darcy, it's uh, it's a real warm feeling. I, I, I've got to be honest. It's uh, our organization is based on volunteers and. Um, certainly there's been a lot of people involved, including yourself and, and other executive directors. Adam Wedlake being there first. And uh, and it's um, uh, we've had terrific people involved and uh, we're really, really grateful for everybody's participation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do want to, you know, we're obviously going to talk a lot about the WNBA uh, in this conversation here because it is a 25 year anniversary. But I did want to start kind of with your personal story, because um, you know, you obviously went at some point point. you said, look, we're going to start a league. But way, 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 way back, you obviously played basketball at some point or you enjoyed the game. So tell me, how did you get involved in the game of basketball? Where did you start playing it? Uh, who introduced you to the game?
1: You know, that's, uh, well, I got to be honest, right, right, right from the start, I, I was uh, playing basketball at, uh, at uh, junior high. It's, you know, I mean, in high school at, at Kern City Collegiate. And um you know what uh, I, I had uh, a part a portion of the bench uh, you know the uh, the end of the bench where I sat <laughs> and because I wasn't a good basketball player honestly i uh, I, I love the game, but uh, you know there were so many other uh, very good basketball players in Garden City at the time that uh, i uh, I was uh, cheering from the bench but um, yeah, you know I and and from that experience i I really uh, I saw, you know, a, a significant need, you know, for people to be able to participate. In um, Garden City, I also uh, started refereeing and with uh, Fred Heaton and uh, and these are names uh, from the past that uh, he was a teacher at uh, Garden City and, and basketball referee and uh, Rod Pepler who was involved and, uh, and I started refereeing going through university. Uh, uh, as, as a referee and, uh, moved into those dynamics as opposed to, uh, as opposed to playing basketball. And then after, you know, sometime in my twenties, I, uh, I started a, um, a basketball team. We called it the, uh, it was a senior men's basketball team. We called it mm-hmm. the because we had a whole bunch of accountants, and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, from different, uh, venues. And we had, uh, Everybody played, and we, we went to uh, you know to raise money through some of the uh, casinos uh, for for our own uh, uniforms and whatnot, and um, played that for you know ten or uh, ten years. And uh, honestly, we made a lot of great fr- our friends through uh, you know through that uh, uh, organization, and, um, and, uh, uh, organization and and the senior men's organization and league that uh, that started. Um, after that, I mean, my career took me in different places. I'm a, an accountant by trade uh, and uh, my uh, firm uh, at the time that I ended up at, uh, which was uh, Deloitte, uh, asked me to transfer to Victoria. And okay. uh, so I spent, well, I, I don't know, I was in Victoria in the late 80s and um, and, and basically, you know, my children are very young at, the, at that point. They're five and six when we went to Victoria. And um, my daughter was, you know, really growing into, you know, into, uh, into, uh, uh, you know a, a person who wanted to pursue sports and, um, and whatnot. She tried various things, but she became so tall that, uh, <laughs> that uh, finally I, I said, well, let's try basketball. And it turns out in Victoria, they had an organized basketball league, uh, you know, for for children, you know, for youth. And it was called the Victoria Basketball Association, I, I believe. And, uh, and, uh, and so we entered uh, a team from one of the community centers uh, in Victoria, and it was a girls team. And they, they you know, they're girls from uh, starting at about uh, age seven and eight. And uh, we had a really tremendous time. Um, and um, my daughter Laura d- took a real interest in basketball from that time forward. Well, as uh, things you know uh, moved along after a couple of years, I, I spent about five years in Victoria. And, and then I was transferred uh, with Deloitte to Calgary. And uh, here again, Calgary had its uh, own association, the Calgary Minor Basketball Association. And uh, once again, it was operating through community centers and I was watching these two leagues, uh, you know, from Victoria and Calgary, and we, we spent only a short time in Calgary, and my, my daughter actually played on a, on a boys team and, uh, it's, uh, because she joined up at that point. Uh, but, uh, you know, after uh, looking at that and sending, saying, well, my time for being with Deloitte had kind of ended, and I wanted to transfer back to Winnipeg, and, uh, and I was coming back to an opportunity in Winnipeg. But uh, I said, uh, I phoned Adam Wedlake. I still, still remember actually that fateful day. I phoned down to Basketball Manitoba and Adam answered the call and I says, well, you know, we're coming back to Winnipeg. My daughter wants to play. Uh, is there a, uh, a minor basketball league that's uh, being set up there? And he says, no. I says, oh, really? <laughs> so uh, I said, well, what if I start one? And he says, well... You could try. And, uh, and that's what I did. I, I ended up, uh, sending about oh 20 or 30 letters saying, wanted to set up this basketball league and uh, sent it off to community centers, um, in Winnipeg and, um, and, and said, uh, you know, we're going to uh, set this up. I'm going to be in Winnipeg, uh, starting in, you know, July or August. And, uh, and we um, ended up uh, contact. I ended up contacting everybody and saying, "Okay, we're going to set up a, a meeting. I'd like you to uh, come down and listen to the concept." Um, but before then, I I appeared with uh, Adam uh, uh, in front of uh, the board of Basketball uh, Manitoba and said, "Look, I'd like to try this." And um, after you know some discussions and uh, you know some. Uh, uh you know different uh angles and uh, we finally came to a conclusion and they they were supportive of uh, us moving forward you know on, on a basis of uh, uh looking at it uh, on a go forward basis uh so when we conducted these meetings with uh, the community centers that were able to attend we we had about uh, con- about 17 community centers approximately that uh, were interested in being involved and uh so we started uh, we started the league uh, in October, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of November in that uh, in that range, and um, and basically um, it uh, it was um, it was uh, about forty teams, and uh, made made up of uh, you know larger uh, expanse of um, of, uh, of uh, age brackets. But the interesting thing that we brought back to Winnipeg. Uh, was this concept of uh, you know what it's, it's an hour game uh, we had these egg timers that we put out that, uh, that kept track of the, uh, of the hours that were running time and, uh, and we had to r- rent shims and then we came back to the referees association and I still remember this that uh, I contacted uh, Rod uh, Pepler and he says yeah sure we'll We'll get Reed Reed Kenyon, um, uh, involved, and Reed was involved from our uh, uh, in our league from the time of inception to to, to today, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, an amazing story uh, with Reed and uh, and we do have a website on, and I've asked each one of our, our people to contribute to uh, you know to the story uh, of twenty five years, and. Um, it, it was just fascinating actually just watching it and uh grow because um, it involves so many people, uh, including our founding members, um, uh, which were, included Adam, um, Larry Cabez from, um, uh, from uh, Garden City and uh, and uh in that area, uh, Jan Machinder was uh, in uh, uh, out in the east side of the city, and uh, Dale G- Gammy. Uh, who's uh, since passed away, but uh, Dale was instrumental as well in, in, in the organization. And of course, uh, uh, Larry uh, Laurie Hiscock uh, Black, who was uh, from Gateway. So, all these people were, took a, a, you know, a significant interest and became our founding group of uh, people. That, uh, that formed part of our original board and I, I would call them the founding members, mm-hmm. uh, all of them and uh, invested a huge amount of time in, in moving our uh, vision forward which was really a vision of fair play uh, that everybody uh, plays, nobody sits and, uh, you come onto the, uh, onto the court and you play and, uh, and uh, you play for that hour and then uh, and we have practices and we used to rent uh, go to gyms and, uh, and organize practices and whatnot. Um, and it became really popular because, uh, you know, from the standpoint of uh, the cost of actually doing this was a heck of a lot cheaper than hockey, for example. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh,
1: and... and um, our cost was, uh, you know, we'll get a ball from uh, Canadian Tire, <laughs> five bucks, and uh, come to the gym, and uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, we have a coach there assigned to you that uh, coaches you, uh, you know, through practices and, and whatnot, and and then attend the game uh, once a week, and uh, and uh, also then just uh, a nominal cost to pay for our referees. Um, our gym time because we had to rent gyms and also to uh, for any kind of equipment that we we had in the awards but also for our executive directors uh, who, uh, who we paid to to run the league and, and that was mm-hmm. really important. I mean our executive directors were the lifeline uh, to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really a community center based operation. that's that's how it was organized. Uh, our community centers are directly involved. Our conveners are, you know, volunteers. Our our uh, coaches are volunteers, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got participants uh, coming. Uh, and uh, you know, I uh, we're trying to calculate that. I, I think Adam was uh, helping me with that, but uh, I think about over twenty thousand uh, kids gone through our program. Yeah, uh, over the years, and our volunteers number in the thousands because. Uh, uh, we've had volunteer coaches and, and uh, conveners and, and people who take a real interest in the league and hmm. promote it. So, yeah. Anyway, that's a kind of a long story. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I no, mean, that
0: uh, that's great because you gave us a nice kind of overview, which is which is which is great. And I kind of want to key in on a few things. So, um, you had mentioned, uh, you know, you, you had, you're in Victoria, you're in Calgary, you saw these other leagues you know, thriving and, and offering an opportunity for for the youth to play. And you said, hey, I want to come back to Winnipeg. I, I, I want to do this in Winnipeg. Now, you had mentioned you had that conversation. You called up Basketball Manitoba and you had that conversation with Adam. But if I take it back a step, you probably had a conversation with your wife, with your children, with a family member and saying, look, I think I want to do this. Do you remember that moment when you actually decided, look, actually, we, we I, this needs to happen and I'm going to be the one that does it?
1: Uh, yeah, I, well, my my wife, Karen, who's uh, since passed away, but uh, uh, she was very instrumental and supportive. You know, we, we wanted something for, it started with, uh, we wanted something for our daughter to be uh, participate in because mm-hmm. uh, she enjoyed the sport so much. And uh, and I said to Karen, look, there's nothing there in, in, in Winnipeg at this point. Um, I'd like to start something and allow her and, and other children to, uh, uh, you know, to participate and uh, and enjoy the sport of basketball at, at an early stage, because we started really at, you know, five, six, seven in, in that range. And and when all you know, the, the range of that has gone up to our, our youth uh, at uh, senior levels and, at age 18 and, and uh, plus. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I mean, it was a family investment, and my dad was involved. I tell you, I had him as gym supervisor for that. I needed him out. And, uh, and my son got involved by playing and also referee, that yep. became a referee. And uh, mm. you see, it was a family. Um, involvement uh, all the way through and my wife yeah was, uh, extremely supportive i mean my daughter was just delighted to be able to play again so
0: absolutely so then and that, and that totally makes sense i mean the volunteers are so key but you had mentioned you st- you sent out letters uh to the, to the leagues uh to the community centers and you said i want to do this but there must have been some opposition right like other sports people saying hey you can't do this or it's going to conflict with other things um so what, what was some of the, that opposition, I guess. And how did you kind of break through and convince people? Say, look, no, this is a good idea. When did you get that buy-in? What, what was, I guess, what was the thing that got people to say, "Hey, I actually think this is a really good idea."
1: It, it, it was. Uh, it was a journey, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think the hockey and uh, and uh, soccer um, groups were concerned. I mean, they they had such, uh, you know. There's, I mean, hockey is was a big sport in Canada and uh, yeah. soccer has as really blossomed and become actually the second largest sport, if not the first largest sport in Winnipeg for sure. Mm-hmm. I would consider us as being the third third largest sport in in, uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, people didn't have the same vision as I was bringing from Victoria and Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I watched it operate and, and, uh, and uh, basically it was a full court uh, concept and um, which has evolved since then for, for the smaller children to, you know, more, more developmental t- uh, type thing, which was a good uh, evolution. But um, yeah, from the beginning it was, well, no, you can't do that. And uh, it, it won't come off. It's not going to be good. Well, I, I just <laughs> get to that. well, okay. Thanks very much, but we're going to do it. And <laughs> and we're going to uh, take off, and uh, and so the convincing came when we had the founding members. Honestly, um, the founding members uh, said, uh, "Gathered around you, you you've got a you know divide and conquer sort of thing." Is is bring people who have that vision to share the vision with you, and mm. then spread the vision outside of uh, outside of me. It was a vision of all all who were involved. Uh, and, and forming the board uh, after that for, around the founding members uh, the board um, involved a whole range of uh, commuters from different uh, communities uh, uh, centers like Jim wolf and uh, and um, you know as being uh, as being one of them and uh, we was at uh, Kirkfield westwood uh, but also um, you know from that standpoint it was uh, also uh, league builders that uh, uh, such as, um, um, you know, really, uh, I was speaking about some from the community centers, but, uh, you know, League Builders who had a, a very, uh, you know, great interest in it and uh, and um, certainly is, uh, you know, the posthumous family who, uh, you know, started with us. Uh, Doug Coates, uh, who is amazing. I mean, he's he started with us and he, 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 to, Logo we have today is is uh, something that uh, Doug developed and has developed all our logos and uh, done all our creative and uh, media type stuff. Um, without Doug there, uh, I don't know where we would be. I mean, but having said that, is a is a whole group of people who believe that this was something good to develop and wanted basketball too to thrive in winnipeg and it hadn't been a sport uh, of great significance in winnipeg previous to that it was really for the elite athletes and how do you get mm-hmm. an elite athlete if you don't start into a development program right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so our our uh, guys uh, saw this as a, really an opportunity to develop basketball in winnipeg
0: absolutely absolutely and so you, you had mentioned volunteers, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I said at the start of the the, the interview is, you know, I'm an exec, I was an executive director of this league. So I know how important volunteers are to operate the league, but early on in the league, and so the league has, has changed throughout the years, but I was told earlier on before I started that the league actually had gym supervisors, but those were also volunteers. Was, was that correct?
1: At the beginning, yes.
0: At the beginning, uh, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, beginning.
1: <laughs> but um, it became evident that we, we had to um, we had to pay Jim uh, jigsaw to be there, and um, because you wanted the thing properly organized and whatnot, and uh, mm-hmm. we were having volunteers, well, like a, you know, actual family members sitting at the clock and uh, yeah, the <laughs> scores and everything like yeah. that. And uh, you know, at, at, it, it's a uh, Look, at it. everything is uh, is you know competitive. People like to compete, and uh, but on the other hand, uh, they want to uh, have a fair opportunity for new children to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked uh, people to uh, volunteer, and, uh, and certainly they, they did to the best of their ability. But mm-hmm. when you have uh, you know, you pay for uh, somebody to be there uh, all the time and keep to, uh, keep the gyms organized, keep everything going, keep keep on time, keep the referees going. It's it's worth
0: every dollar uh,
1: having. Uh, you
0: know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting is um, you know through officiating, um, uh, through offering opportunities for gym supervisors, through offering volunteer opportunities to coaches. I think that's the one thing that the league, uh, one of the many things that the league has done is it's actually expanded um, opportunity for people to get involved in basketball. So it's not just playing, right? Because I know personally people who have coached are are, are coaching at the university level, some of them head coaches and assistants that are paid that started off at the WNBA. They, they got their start there. That was the first under, like time they, they coached a the game. Uh, and the same can be said for officials. Right. Um, and then now looking at um, people who uh, are gym supervisors, uh, they typically, you know, at least in in my time, a large number of them were basketball people and they played in the league, some of them. Right. And so now it's like, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not playing in the league anymore, but I go to university and this is a great job because I get to stay involved in the game. And so I think that's something that the league people don't think about that. Um, but it's, you know, without. Without the the league there, um, you know there would be less people involved. Uh, just just generally speaking, and you know, we, and I'm not even mentioning this. This league isn't about that, but the amount of leagues that have since came about because of the WNBA, right? And the WNBA is still there, and there's all this opportunity, and that all started with the WNBA. Um, just that you know, saying hey, we want to do this, and then so all this basketball activity has started, and it's essentially the the pillar, I would say of youth basketball is the WNBA in in Winnipeg. And then beyond that, um, the the scope just kind of extends out beyond that. Um, So it's very interesting. I'm curious to see some of the the ideas you have for this 25-year anniversary. You had mentioned Reed Kenyon, who I, you know, of course, worked with. He was, uh, you know, the the lead referee, the signer. And uh, I mean, he's been there since day one, and I I believe he's still there, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, there's all these stories. I mean, did did you did you say that you kind of had a story about about Reed or, or something? I wasn't I wasn't quite sure. You had mentioned something. Well, not
1: specifically. I mean, Reed Reed's a great guy. Uh, number <laughs> yeah. one, I, I got nothing but great things to say, and about uh, Reed and, and his organization. Uh, but you're absolutely right, Darcy. I mean, the spinoff into uh, all levels of. Uh, of uh, our organization like uh, John Giesbrick who was Coach of the mm-hmm. Year and, uh, yep. and we, we had an award, the Bruce Russell uh, Award for uh, Coaching. John mm-hmm. uh, was uh, Coach of the Year one year and has since uh, gone out into uh, my understanding into uh, more international level coaching and uh, mm-hmm. uh, made a career of that. Um, Absolutely. In the, uh, uh, just recently our Westman uh, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, hired to take on the, uh, Western ladies, uh, basketball mm-hmm. team, Listen Cox, who's also been involved. Yep. Um, you know, players, uh, Pasumas family, uh, Santa players, and, and certainly really the Lothar family, mm-hmm. uh, examples of, uh, their children progressing into senior level, uh, uh, playing. Um, but to your point, uh, you know, I just got stopped uh, a couple times actually once uh, uh, I was just having my sprinkler system, uh, you know, uh, done over. And I, so all year I've been uh, talking about uh, the WNBA. So I'm wearing all my t-shirts and things like that to the 25th yeah. anniversary and giving everybody the gears about uh, uh, wearing their shirts. And, uh, some have already given theirs away. And so, you know, <laughs> we'll fix that, but uh, uh, the, 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 the gentleman who came this young guy and he came he was fixing my sprinkler system and he said that uh, he looked at uh you know the WNBA uh and he <laughs> says you know what I, I played in the WNBA oh, uh, right. he says, uh, for about uh, six years and he says we've won a couple championships and uh, what a great uh, what a great uh you know experience that was and uh, and he says uh um, he just uh, really enjoyed um, uh, being involved in the coaches that uh, that he had, uh, were, were terrific. So, those kind of stories that, uh, right off the bat, you go, Holy cow, like, yeah, it's touched a whole <laughs> range of people that, oh, yeah, you never knew, uh, but just, uh, just, it's just amazing. Uh, another story, I mean, I worked with somebody at, uh, uh with an individual at, uh, uh, at my previous employment, before I retired, that is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she said, uh, you know what, I, I played for years in WNBA and moved on to senior level, uh, maybe not university level, but, uh, you know, playing at a senior level uh, a ladies team uh, in the ladies league. Uh, once again, um, just um, just a great, uh, great experience uh, for her. And uh, she mentioned how much she enjoyed the league. On Reed's uh, side, he, he gave me one story, and, and uh, <laughs> okay, but he would share others. I, I can guarantee it. But uh, the one he just shared with me recently, because I'm asking for you know, about what, what, yep. what you guys are doing, um, uh, and he said, uh, Mike, uh, he says I just got a, a call from one of our referees and 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 told me how much he's enjoyed uh, refereeing in WNBA and. And he's a senior referee, but he takes the time to st- stop playing or, you know, and take uh, the, the youth aside and say, hey, this is how you play the game. I mean, he, he, he did something here that, uh, you know, I wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, that you should do differently. And this is why I made that call and things like that. Parents are sitting in the gym and going, wow, that, that's absolutely terrific. And we'd, uh, we'd come back and, and thank him. Uh, Mm -hmm. for for all that kind of instruction that he's giving to the children to help them improve and also to understand the game. Mm -hmm. Those children are going to come back and, uh, to your point, coach, organize, um, uh, you know, be involved in in refereeing. uh, Mm -hmm. To your point, uh, gym supervision, being involved in the league through university. I put myself through uh, the university (laughs) by refereeing. And um, yeah. And, uh, and, um, and, and that was, uh, you know, a great experience because I love the game so much. But um, one other story I want to tell you though, uh, our conveners, and it was a story that actually, it just strikes, uh, strikes you at the heart because, uh, and it was from Brent Amos uh, at Dakota. Yeah, no uh, I know Brent very well. He was <laughs> one of the, uh, you know, our, our, one of our first conveners uh, together with uh, several others. But he said to me, Mike, he says, I, I coached this young man uh, for several years and, um, and over that uh, period of time, uh, you know, he enjoyed the coaching and, and everything like that. We became, you know, uh, really close. He says, uh, he just got uh, married and he asked me to uh, to uh, officiate his wedding. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and here's the the tie-in uh, with coaches and people and uh, and Winnipeggers, and um, honestly, I shared that with our our whole uh, uh, anniversary committee, and uh, everybody went, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, it just hits home that uh, you know there's so much to the league uh, that uh, you can bring uh, in helping children develop and also appreciate the game, but also be part of the community and and mm-hmm. developing it going forward." So. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Great story. Great story. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be there's going to be so much. Um, so I kind of want to ask uh, you personally. So you were obviously the president for for a while. I mean, you're obviously the founder, president, uh, one of the founders. Mm-hmm. And you have I'm going to just go out on a limb since your kids play that you probably coached as well. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't want to ask you a specific question. You can you'll you'll just you'll get to dictate kind of what, what you say from this point. But I, I brought all those things up simply because I was wondering what your maybe greatest or most significant memory or win. Not I don't mean win on the basketball court, but like as a as a as a president, uh, you know, it could have been a creation of something new. But what stands out to you as some of or the greatest um, uh, memory or, or win or breakthrough that you've had, and it could be from coaching. I don't know, just something that when when I ask you that question, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: I always uh, kind of consider myself an auxiliary type uh, coach. Right? <laughs> I I coach, I coach, but uh, honestly, uh, uh, some people are meant to and meant to coach. They're they're amazing coaches. But I I coached yeah. my, my daughter's team and uh, for many many years and uh, and watched her you know grow into high school and and, and to mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, my my thing was organizing. Yes, Uh, I liked uh, so the fact that we were able to organize this, um, it took it to next steps, and uh, one of the 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 most amazing step for me was uh, we we were involved with uh, the Wedlake family. I mean, uh, uh, Bill Wedlake, who's uh, the uh, you know the director of sports uh, at the University of Winnipeg. I still remember after talking to Adam, he says, yeah, okay, go, go talk to my dad. And I went down and spoke to Bill and I said, look, here's, here's what we want to do. He says, he said to me, whatever you need, we will give you. Wow. It was amazing. Like without uh, the Winlake family being, you know, supportive of this and they're, they are truly the people of basketball here in Manitoba and Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, we would, not be where we're at. I mean, Bill said, here's a bunch of basketballs, You'd give it out to the kids. You know what, for the first uh, six months to a year, uh, we're giving you all the courts over the weekend uh, at, at the university. No and, um, and you could run games through there without cost. And, uh, and then uh, also set up uh, the Westman Classic. Uh, for us in their initial years. You probably remember that, Darcy. And uh, which was fantastic. The free press came on board and there there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, information about the league and uh, kids were being profiled and And the Mm -hmm. Western Classic uh, happened for many, many years uh, at the University of Winnipeg with uh, Bill's support and and the university's support. And um, I I got nothing but great things. So grateful for for their involvement. And honestly, uh, what struck me is I couldn't believe it. Actually, I I walked into the, uh, when we first got started at the University of Winnipeg and all three courts were going and I was going, holy cow. (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. And the kids were out and running and uh, yeah, I went to all three courts and we hung around I went, oh, my goodness, this is unbelievable. It, it, and really, it was an unbelievable experience. So, um, yeah, but you know what, uh, time goes along. I um, I wanted to turn the league over like it's not mm. the Mike Gruden League. It's, it's, a, it's the volunteer league. And uh, turn it over to others, and uh, and um, and let them take it to the next next uh, generation, right? Mm-hmm. So we we did. Uh, Dwight McNeil took over from me uh, mm-hmm. uh, as president, and uh, since then, uh, Ted Farlow took over uh, from Dwight, mm-hmm. and also uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, right now our our existing presidents. Uh, and um, and he's uh, Terry uh, walwick and uh, mm-hmm. all just tremendous uh, volunteers that have uh, contributed to the you know to the development of the league beyond what we first started, what, what yep. we first envisioned, and yep. that, that it's truly uh, you know just a great uh, great thing to watch. What I ended up doing with those, I figured, well, okay, so you know I want to move it along, and uh, and uh, but I. Um, and I, there's a story in the, our 25th anniversary, uh, WNBA thing, uh, where I'm walking behind Westmoreland Collegiate, where you know I lived in Darn City, and here's this uh, rim and the uh, backboard <laughs> and the pole is like tilted over, <laughs> and the, you know the surface is uh, is all chipped up. It's uh, you know, and I said this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How do you play basketball on that? You can't, and and it was empty. Right. Nobody was playing, and uh, so um, uh, you know, um, with others, we uh, 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 we I came back and said, "Look, let's uh, let's do a surcharge of uh, you know per, per child five dollars to uh, to uh, create a, a a new kind of company, organization, it was nonprofit, and the whole idea was to um, was to build." uh, some, uh, funding that we could actually, uh, invest into, uh, outdoor courts. And, uh, so that, that's been what I've been doing for the last, uh, little while Ted, uh, Ted, uh, was amazing. We went uh, to Prairie Architects that, uh, you know, had to build the, the courts, uh, you know, according to, uh, you know, Manitoba soil conditions. So, mm-hmm. uh, the amazing thing about those courts is, uh, well, first of all, we, we sunk about 18 inches deep and, And put an aggregate, and then we put the asphalt on top, and then a mondo surface so that kids Mm -hmm. look. And they come to color. You know, this is a blue colored surface. It's like we're playing. uh, You know, back in uh, you know in the in the school, the schoolyards, and Mm -hmm. in in the schools, and uh, glass backboards. You know, plexiglass backboards, and we sunk the uh, rims in, or uh, you know, the poles in about four feet deep in concrete. So. I said to the guys, "Look, we're never going to allow in, in my lifetime. We're never going to allow <laughs> this court to go back.
0: We don't want to see that 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 hoop that you saw. Absolutely we don't want to see that. And,
1: yeah. Uh, I said we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll surround it with um, uh, with fencing. We put lighting in. Um, you know, uh, uh, benches uh, You know, for the kids to sit on and, and mm-hmm. play. And." Um, then uh, it took us about, oh, about 10 years, but uh, we got six courts in, uh, you know, throughout the, throughout the city and uh, actually started with the Garden City Court. And we had a video on that, it was really cool. And, uh, but we were at Garden City, White Ridge, Dakota, Oxford Heights, Kirkfield, West, Westwood and Central's Court. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, the interesting thing is uh, since then, other people have said, well, these courts are great. And so now yep. they've uh, kind of used our design or, yep. Yep. Um, and built other courts uh, uh, in different parts of the city. And um, so outdoor court uh, uh, use has increased. Uh, I know we even conduct uh, three-on-three tournaments up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that uh, struck me on, on that is I was sitting on the bench just uh the city well, uh, and the kids were floating in from all over the city and uh, and driving in and taking their bikes and their ball and, and, and playing uh, courts and uh, playing on that court. And, um, uh, and you know, they, they would organize themselves in teams and, uh, you know, whoever won, and they, they basically just... Operated on their own and called mm-hmm. their own you and know, it was all self-officiated and, and things. Yep. Just great. Typical how we used to play when we were kids. Yep. And nobody was around in the field. You <laughs> to figure it out yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I was they're watching and uh, one, one, one guy came up and I said, So, where are you from? He says, Well, I'm from Sisler. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, Oh, and I said, well, How'd you get here? He said, Oh, I took my bike here. He says, this is the best court I've ever seen. I can't mm-hmm. believe you guys put up this court. And I said to him, "Well, should we put a, a league in here and let it play?" He said, "No." And I said, "Really?" And he says, "Yeah. We just uh, we just play pickup ball. Everybody plays, and, and we just have a good time." Yeah, as yeah. opposed to having to have referees and everybody in, in a more organized sense. So it's turned out that way. I think it's developed a more, th- uh, some three on three basis, but still those courts are open at the community centers for use. Um, and the courts are expensive courts, but, uh, we participated as with the, with the uh, seed money. Uh, we received money from the city, from the province, from the federal governments and from the community centers, uh, who participated mm-hmm. and to put up those courts and, uh,
0: they're amazing
1: facilities. Yep. yep. Um,
0: and anyway. Uh, those, those, those are special. Um, Absolutely special. I've, I personally played on them. And, you know, the last one that went up, I believe, was Cordon, Central Cordon. And, and uh, you know, I was, that's probably the one I've played on the most, that, that one in Garden City. And uh, they're just packed. Like, they're yeah. absolutely packed all the time. And 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 people just love it. And it's interesting because, you know, if you, before, these WNBA courts, you know, you, you go to other cities or you go to the United States and you would see, this was like the norm. Right. And so to have that here, um, was just huge. And like you said, when I was an executive director, people would call or email all the time and ask us about these courts cause they wanted to just fund their own, but we would just give them the plans that were created all those years ago because yeah. they were so perfect. Right. Like, like you had mentioned, uh, you know, uh, everything you considered was, was, was perfect so that it would last. It wasn't going to be something that in five years, it's just falling apart. Um, It's going to it's going to be able to make it through the winter and it's going to make it it's going to make it someone goes up and dunks on it. That's okay. You know, it was all those things um, that you needed in a court. And I think that's the one thing that I can take away from my experience in this conversation Um, and then also working with the league and then and then and interacting with people is that there's been a level of quality um, to uh, and and then a level of detail right? That, that probably started with you in making sure that things were done correctly. Because mm-hmm. you can start something and it could have success. But if, if you don't take care of those small details, you, if you don't make sure the hoop doesn't fall over, right? After, you know, five years, then, uh, and, and then you're not considering those things at the start. Um, then that's when you end up in these situations down the line where things start falling apart, they start unraveling. And I think that's, you know, because even when I was there, you know, the league had a handbook, and some of those things from that handbook, of course, it expanded or changed. But some of those things were probably there from some of the beginnings of the league, and, I, right. and, and 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 I think that's what's so important. I think, and that's why it's, I'm so fortunate to be interviewing you because I think that's kind of the 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 focus that you've brought to the league. Um, you know, making sure it's done right, making sure that the right people were involved, right, making sure that the right steps were taken, um, and then and then having the vision right I think that's that's huge and so you did talk about the courts I know you mentioned earlier the WNBA foundation is what you were talking about um specifically uh you know scholarships was another thing you know we'd give out scholarships um as well at the end of the year um so the, the league has just done so much and I mean I can't even I mean begin to to kind of uh, go into there's so many different stories and things but before we go, I did want you to kind of just touch briefly on maybe some of the plans for the 25th anniversary. Um, I know you said you're collecting stories. What other initiatives and, and uh, things are, are going to be taking place?
1: Well, we've been uh, <clears throat> working on a few things. Uh, uh, first of all, Fest. you know, Fest yep. is a big, uh, <laughs> big thing for the uh, younger kids. And, uh, and so, you know, I mean, the pandemic and uh, COVID has really sent us for a loop uh, since you know, all all sports uh, for, yep. for over the last couple of years, so the guys are just uh, getting up and running and uh, starting. You know, starting to uh, to you know go forward with that. But um, yeah, hoop fest. What we're going to do is uh, we're hoping to get to through uh, venues like this with our media and yourself uh, uh, on this as well. Um, Darcy is uh, is to you know is to organize uh, the hoop fest maybe into the fall session after, after fall registration mm-hmm. in, in October. And uh, so at, at that point uh, in October, we'd um, uh, uh, offer hoop fest. We'd already got uh, the Sports for Life uh, 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 you know, facility uh, uh, reserved for that purpose, uh, but also a skills competition for our older kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the skills competition would be um, uh, in that October timeframe as well. And then the Super Coaches Clinic, uh, we're hoping to uh, have, uh, you know, um, uh, a few people uh, of of note uh, uh, from the WNBA who participated, uh, you know, being being offering uh, their insight at the Coaches Clinic. Um, We're uh, also... And you know you we got to be careful because we, we have this uh, anniversary committee. we're trying to get as many volunteers uh, mm-hmm. uh, involved as well. But uh, we're looking at uh, uh, offering um, uh, you know a, um, a training session for our, our uh, female uh, um, uh, you know participants and youth. Um, over the years we we've, we've had a real uh, we had uh, just a great program, Roll She's got. Game. Uh, that started off and wow. All of a sudden, all the uh, young ladies came in, and with the uh, the NBA and the WNB, uh, WNBA being prominent, it's uh, it's really, really great uh, to see our, our female athletes join up. And um, we like to offer uh, training, uh, you know, a session for, the, for that group with, uh, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, significant people who pr- participate uh, at the uh, senior sports level, um, uh, you know, on, on teams. And, um, then, you know, we're, we're trying to do something at, uh, with the, I, I'm going to be talking to the university of Winnipeg again, to see if we, if we can do something at Christmas with them, um, which should be honoring our game and, uh, and, and WNBA at that point. And, mm-hmm. and that'll be the year. I, I think that next year as well, there, you know, maybe a three on three tournament or something like that we could bring, bring to bear. Um, and, um. Yeah, really is uh, continue supporting the league and uh, and profiling it uh, in our community and uh, and being supportive of basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think our, our, our board and you know the people who are involved are doing an amazing job and amazing uh, volunteers. And um, in, in terms of the foundation, though, I, I think the um, one of the things we we want to do is we, we've put money aside to keep those courts in pristine condition mm-hmm. so that uh, going forward, uh, we put in some money in one of the courts at least this year uh, to uh, make improvements so that it's always in good uh, good condition. So uh, we've, we've got that set aside, but uh, now we're going to be looking at uh, other opportunities, which might be, for example, um, indoor court facilities. like Okay. Uh, you know, um uh helping some of the community centers because it's it's more difficult with the pandemic getting into the schools. Yep. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll have to start trying to take care of ourselves that way in, in, in a different manner. And part of that might be in partnership with other sports. So we we'll mm, those kind of things.
0: Anyway, yeah, I mean
1: that's uh that's kind of uh our plans and um yeah, and uh, Doug's uh, developed a 25th anniversary logo that yep, we're that some shirts and, and getting yep. a, you know all to our people and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking looking forward to it. Um, so we're going to wrap up right away. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have one last question. Um, now, typically when we well, not typically, I ask advice at the end of every interview. And in this case, you know, in some cases it's coaches or players. In this case, you know, I think you might be the first person we've had that you know you're an organizer you know you're very I, and and I obviously I look I look up to you in this regard because you know I've I've kind of gone on to that's kind of where I, I am now I mean I'm in the organizing events right and so I, I understand I mean I saw uh, when you when you brought up the story I asked you a, a, a win and you had mentioned when you went to go talk to Bill and then you say you saw all three courts filled and I could tell that was a sense of pride because I could feel it. I, I understand exactly the feeling you've had because I've had those moments before, where you start something and then you see it happening, and you're like, "Okay, this is it, right?" And it's a sense of pride. So, along those lines, I kind of wanted to ask some question, uh, ask you to provide some advice. So, I'll just I'll, I'll just read the question uh, exactly as I I, I I phrase it here. So, people who have big goals and visions face major obstacles and roadblocks. So, what piece of advice or pieces of advice would you tell someone who wants to start something unique and faces similar roadblocks that, that you, that you went through?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's, um, it's one that, um, first of all, you, you gotta be convinced yourself that mm-hmm. that's absolutely the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And and then you have to sell. <laughs> and, uh, and selling means, you know, um, you know, involving people saying, what do you think, uh, uh, entertain uh, input, take that input and, and embrace it because uh, you're, you're not the only person who knows something about it. That's mm-hmm. others who have brought their experience and knowledge in building that. But keeping keeping everybody focused, you know, on the uh, task at hand, like well, where are we heading? What's the end goal? And at the end of the day, how do you get there? Sometimes, you know, it's a zigzag. It's, but you do get there. It may take mm-hmm. longer than you thought. We, <laughs> we thought we were going to build those courts in one year, <laughs> ten years. So we got six courts. And uh, so it's again, it's really staying to the, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's keeping to the point, watching the vision, bringing people in to embrace the vision, and then listening to all the people who are how to uh, contribute. and. Uh, that's what we've done. We've uh, listened to everybody who's contributing to take us in, in directions that uh, help the youth of our community. That's that's where we're at. Where we want the youth of our community to be involved. It's a great sport. Uh, it's uh, it's a, we're proud to be associated with it, and uh, I just so so uh, it's so rewarding to watch kids play. And also to be uh, not not to be sitting, but active. <laughs> so, and it goes Absolutely. back to my 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 first uh, your first question. I was sitting on the bench. <laughs> There's nobody going to be sitting on the
0: bench Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. unless they're resting. That's just after they're sitting on the bench because they just came off or they're about to go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Mike, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, good luck, uh, with the the planning, uh, for the 25th anniversary. I, uh, I'm hoping that I'm in town so that I can partake or or help out in some of these events. And, um, yes, I I appreciate you.
1: Darcy, thanks so much for the interview. And yes, we look forward to you being in (laughs) town for us and participating. That'd be great to see you.
0: Perfect. Okay. You take care, Mike.
1: You You too. All right. right, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share this series and reach out to us with your comments on the show. Thanks again for joining us.